Hi everyone, welcome back to the Just Keep Swimming podcast with your host, Ayana Marriott. Welcome, happy Sunday. Um, I'm filming this on a Sunday, it's going up on December 31st, 
All right, so I have a list here and I am just gonna, you know, read off of it. I have these on my phone. Sometimes I handwrite my notes for these. Usually it's just kind of free, like the last episode, especially like it's definitely guided. You know, I have a little bit of notes because otherwise, like I said, if I didn't have like these specific episode, like topics, like prompts or whatever you want to call it, ideas, like a topic, I don't know what they call it, like the main thing for the episode, the topic, I don't know, y'all get what I'm putting down, but if I didn't have that, I would just be going on and on rambling. So the biggest lessons I've learned in 2023 The first one, and this is easily the biggest one of all, if you know me personally, know what I've been through this year, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Failure. Failure is a part of life, and failure is temporary. It is not permanent. I'm going to say that again. Failure is temporary, not permanent permanent and that second half I mean this whole lesson both of those sentences but mainly that second sentence failure is temporary not permanent that took me months to realize months probably a good six months into this year believe it or not um this lesson rooted got rooted into my life um for me failing a class in my college career, um, I like this is one where I don't want to be too specific, but I also want to, but I'm going to keep it pretty, I don't want to be too specific with it because there's a lot that goes into this one and I don't want to talk about it for too long. Um, but it was a class, a class that I actually enjoyed, um, but it, there was just a lot of things that went into it of why I failed the class. And I learned so much from failing that class, not only having to retake it and learning even more the second time around, but realizing how can I improve the next time? What did I learn? What can I take away from this experience may have not been the greatest thing. I mean, most things we fail at, it's not the most fun experience. It can be negative. And this one was definitely negative for me. And it affected me mentally for a really long time. Um, Like I said, I don't want to get too much into it, but it, it really affected my mental health for a very long time, a few months actually. And I struggled. And... You know, this is going to tie into another lesson that I have later down the road. Um, I love how I said later down the road. <laughs> later on in this episode. Because um, it kind of ties into my next one that I'll say here in a second. But yeah, failure. You know, we fail in so many things in life. Whether it's failing a college class. Whether it's failing your driver's test to get your driver's license. Whether it is failing a quiz, like a pop quiz that your professor gave you. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, I know this, but I can't remember it. And like, you know, just simple little stuff like that. Like, I could go on and on with different examples. I've 
I'm like just such a perfectionist and like very serious about my grades and my studies. So I can only think of like grade ones right now. <laughs> um, failing, like you're at work and you have to pass like a little quiz on their loss prevention program or their loss prevention system or like their diversity, equity, equity and inclusion values and morals and stuff like that. And you failed it and have to retake it like stuff like that, you know? It can be little as that or as big as like failing a class in your college career, whether it be your bachelor's, your associates, no matter what degree you're obtaining, failing a class is rough. It's tough. And there's so much that goes into it of why you failed the class, which I'm not going to get into, but because that's not really the relevant part. The relevant part is the lesson I learned with all of these. It's going to be the lesson that I learned, which again, failure, you're going to fail in life. It sucks, you know. Another one could be like failing a team. Like you didn't make a team. You feel like a failure. Like you didn't make the varsity team. You didn't make the JV team. You didn't make that travel, like that select club ball team. I used to play softball, so that's where I'm kind of referring to. But, you know, failure, it happens. And it's how you bounce back. It's what you learn from it. And this kind of ties into my next one, your L's in life. They are not a loss, nor are they a mistake. They are a lesson. So when like, oh, I'm just going to take the L or like, you know, with certain things in life, whether you're taking it literal or just, you know, more of a symbolic way of looking at things, L's in life, they are lessons for us. So, okay, I may have taken an L in that class. I got a failing grade. I retook it and did way better and made such great connections the second time around and understood the material so much better and thoroughly enjoyed the class more than I ever thought I would. And that was the lesson that I got from that. Like I learned that lesson, that L in life, that loss, I turned it into something so powerful. So that one is definitely one that that's easily the top one. I resonate with that so much. And I kind of learned from that too. I cannot be so hard on myself. Um, you know, if you watched one of my other, if you listen to one of my other podcasts, I talk about how much of a perfectionist I am and how my studies, I took them so seriously. And I was, I, I, I kind of thrive off of productiv- productivity and like chaos in a way. So like I was always working one or two jobs, you know, I was in clubs, I was in organizations, I was in, you know, doing stuff with professors for research and graduate students. So like, I threw all of that in college while having to balance, you know, that in a social life too, academic and a social life. I never really learned to not be so hard on myself and to like, give myself some grace. And again, through failing that class and stuff, I really learned like, you know, how to manage my time better, maybe could have been a component and giving myself grace and not being so much of a perfectionist and so hard on myself. So yeah, failure, that's a big one. Like I said, I wanted to say that first because that was just my top one. Um, The one I have at the end, it's kind of a last but not least thing. It's not funny, but it also is. I have to just make it kind of like dark humor now with it. But so those are the first two. Failure is a part of life. 
failure is temporary, not permanent. And then, you know, your L's in life, they are not a loss. They're a lesson for you. They're not a mistake. All right. My next one is going to be, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Um, I learned this a lot um, in school and in the restaurant industry, um, but mainly in school, whether you're struggling physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, academically, you know, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. And I have gone to therapy before. Therapy is such a powerful tool. And most universities and colleges and campuses, the student health services is right walking distance. It's like, it's not that hard to access. It's very easy to access. And it's usually free with your, your tuition or, you know, I mean, at least at my university it was. And I'm very thankful I had that opportunity to utilize the counseling services and the student health services um, building. But whether it's therapy, whether it's asking my manager for help because I got like triple sat and I need them to go get me something out of the kitchen, a drink, uh, you know, the little things we'd serve, the hush puppies, like something small as that or as big as like you have stuff going on in your personal life and you need to go to your professor's office hours and talk to them and ask for an extension for schoolwork or Hey, professor, I can't take this exam today. Can I please make it up when, you know, my mom had emergency gallbladder surgery and my lab chemistry professor was so understanding. And so was my marine biology lecture professor. Um, my chemistry lab professor, I was practically in tears. I came back from the bathroom. I was really struggling that day. And she was like, Ayana, she was like, what are you doing here? Why are you sitting here doing chemistry? You have your calculator out, you know. She was like, go be with your mother. Like, my mom had just gotten out of surgery, um, emergency gallbladder surgery. She had it overnight. She was probably about a good half hour away from me from campus. And she was like, you need to go be with your mother during this time. You know, it's just my mom and I. So, you know, she is my other half. Like, I don't know what I would do without her. And we are like a pact. She's my ride or die, my best friend. And I love her so much, forever and always. And if I didn't have her, I don't know what I would do. So her, you know, the surgery went well. She was recovering. She did have to stay there because like, you know, some gallbladder procedures, like the surgery's quick and they're out the next day. But she had to stay one or two days later and my lab professor, she was just so understanding. And she was like, please go be with your mother. Like, why didn't you say something sooner if you've been struggling, you know? And I'm just such a perfectionist. And I was so serious about my grades. And I was like, no, I need to do this lab. And even my friend Erica, shout out to Erica. Um, she was my lab partner. She's like, Ayana, you, you need to go. She said, I will give you, I will help you with the stuff. We can meet up in the library or meet up at my place one day. And we can work on it together. I, I can explain it to you. You know, my lab, my chemistry lab professor, I don't want to say names with that, but I'll say Erica's name because I know she won't care. But my chemistry lab professor, she was just so understanding. And like with that, I was like, wow, I really should not be afraid to ask for help. No matter how big or little it is, I shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. You know what I mean? And that specific time was not with this year. 
that was in um, 2022. Uh, and like that same year, that spring, I also had my childhood dog pass away. So it that whole semester of school for me, my grades weren't the greatest. Did I pass everything? Yes. You know, I had a good GPA, but I really learned that and at, at that time, like, you know, I, I really shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. And that's kind of why I always say, like, you never truly know what someone is going through. So just treat other people with respect and kind and generosity and be selfless because whether you're at home talking to your little brother or your mother or you're out at work talking to someone in the public eye, you never know what they're going through. So just try and really keep that with you and remember that. Um, but I'd say that don't be afraid. Don't ever be afraid to ask for help. I learned that mainly through the restaurant this summer when we were super busy and my manager was like, Ayana, he was like, you gotta ask us for help. You can't just be in silence and not say anything because we're willing to help you. You know, we're willing to help you. So don't ever be afraid to ask for help. That's a really big one. The next one that I pretty much already mentioned, um, ther- therapy it is a powerful tool. Utilize it. If you have the resources, the funds, you know, your finances, whatever, however you want to factor that in. There's a lot of factors that go into therapy and who has access to it. You know, therapy is a form of health care. It is mental health. It could also be physical health with your speech. So therapy is a far- powerful tool, no matter the intention, what it's going to be, in, you know, what it's intended for. Therapy is a powerful tool. I don't think I need to say more with that. I've found great benefits from therapy. Like I said to you guys, this is literally a form of therapy for me. Um, it really is, believe it or not. So yeah, therapy is a powerful tool. If you want to do it, if you want to utilize it, no matter the reason you're going for, use it. Because like I said, if you can afford it, it's, oh my gosh. And if you have access to it and you find someone you like to talk to, whether it be over the computer, I've had friends do it virtual or it's in person, you know, whatever you prefer. It's amazing. It's such a powerful tool. Um, the next lesson I have is that family is everything and it is all that you have at the end of the day. It's all that you got, you know, no matter what you do, what you buy, what you invest your money in, what your job is, family is for me, at least it's everything to me. And it's all I have at the end of the day, my mom, my uncle, my aunt, my cousins, my grandparents, my you know, everybody in my family, that's all I have, you know, they were with me since birth and they will be with me until I leave this earth. Um, family is everything. It really is. I don't think I need to say much on that. It just really is everything. And it is all that you have. And like I said, it's all you got at the end of each day. Family is all you got. And, you know, Cherish every moment you have with your friends and family. Family, when I mean family, it does not have to be blood. It doesn't have to be a blood family member. It can be a friend. I have a family. We go see them every year in Mississippi for Thanksgiving. I have family. They're not blood, but we've known them. I've known her and her family for 12 to 13 years now. And I literally have her in my phone as unbiological sis. 
And then I have our mom and dad as unbiological mama and unbiological dad with little emojis that describe them perfectly. So yeah, um, they may not be blood family, but they're family. They really are. And I love them so much. They would do anything for me. I would do anything for them. Like, oh, I love them so much. I could get really emotional talking about family. I really could because I love my family. You know, my blood family, my non-blood family, my friends, you know. I guess you could tie in friends and family are all you have at the end of the day. Because friends are such a gift too. Oh my gosh. Friends, that could be a whole other thing. Like the stuff that college gave me that I'm so thankful for. I think I might actually jot that down as an episode right now. Um, the things that college gave me that I'm thankful for. I'm so sorry, y'all. I definitely probably could have just clipped this out. But as I told y'all, I like to be authentic with this. So I just want to be authentic and real. So I just added that. The things that CCU gave me that I am forever thankful for. All right. Um, okay. So we're almost done here, actually. So we just talked about family. Okay. This is another really big one. And I'm, I'm happy. I kind of said the failure one in the beginning. And now I'm saying this one, this one is going to be protect your peace at all costs. This is such a big one that I learned this year. Such a big one. There is such a big difference, a huge significant difference between being vulnerable and oversharing with others. Shout out to Emma Chamberlain. I listened to one of her podcast episodes about that vulnerable, being vulnerable versus oversharing really great episode. I highly recommend you go listen. I think her podcast is called Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. Don't quote me on that y'all, but I'm, I think it's Anything Goes. Her face isn't, is her face in the podcast cover? I know she's holding like a mirror and it's a cute little podcast cover. I love it. But her episode, it really opened my eyes and kind of like really finally set it, like set stone in my, my mind, my heart, my soul. When I already kind of knew it after experiences I've had this year, whether it be with friends or family, stuff I share with them. And I've learned to just not share it. You know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I'm sure like people can understand like stuff that you like to keep private with only you, like only you, like not even with your parents, like There is stuff that like, I just like to keep to myself and protect my peace. And only you know what's best for you. When it comes down to it, you know, you have grandparents, you have your mother, you have your father, you have your legal guardian, whoever you live with, whoever has raised you, you know, your, your Nana, your Papa, your grandpa, your grandma, your mother, your father, my mom raised me as a single mother. Um, Since I was seven years old, she has raised me as a single mother and she has done an outstanding job and I'm so thankful for her. Um, You know, I've learned 
a lot of stuff from her. And I love to share stuff with her, but I also like to keep a lot of stuff to myself. Especially now I'm 22 years old, you know, it's kind of different from when I was like in high school, college, navigating my life. And I'm so grown now. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I mean, you can never stop growing. You can never stop aging. Um, Another kind of little lesson I'll add in here, aging is a privilege. Love that one. But yeah, only you know what's best for you. Only you know what is best for you. And... You know, a lot of times you can be vulnerable. Vulnerable is a, you know, it's it's great, you know, when you're, depending what you're discussing it, discussing what top, what, what topic you're discussing and who you're discussing it with, you know, vulnerability, is that a word? I keep wanting to say it, but I don't know if it is. Being vulnerable, I know that is grammatically correct. Being vulnerable is great, but also you don't want to overshare. You want to protect your peace. So that's all I'm going to say with that one. Protect your peace at all costs and only you know what's best for you. Um, I feel like some people might not agree with me on that, but truly, depending what your age is and how independent, independent or independent you are, whether it's financially independent, you know, that's a big one. Only you know what's best for you. And that's it, plain and simple. I love that one. Um, This one I learned from a very good friend. We're just going to refer to this friend as Bob. And Bob told me, he told me, and I've learned this, and I'm so glad to, you know, have a friend like Bob that has taught me this. And I've known this all along, but Bob really just was like, Ayana, like, I hope that snap sounded good for (laughs) y'all. He, you know, Bob was like, memories and experiences are so much better than materialistic things. Memories and experiences are greater than materialistic things. Now, this one can be controversial. To me, it's not. It's how you look at it. And again, this is just my lesson that I learned this year. So, you know, take it or leave it, you know, use it in your life how you want. But this is like how I talked about in my previous podcast episode, like going on a going on vacation instead of buying a ton of gifts for Christmas. If you can do it with your family, your friends by yourself. Shoot, if it's just you and your dog and you want to go on a little vacation, go on a hike. Let's say you drive up to Colorado. You live in the Midwest and you want to go on a hike. Book an Airbnb and go be with your dog. You know, do that. Think of like, instead of buying all these items, these clothes, these shoes, they're great. Christmas is a good time to ask for, you know, that new pair of socks, that new pair of shoes that you've been wanting all year but didn't want to buy them for yourself. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Um, This kind of ties in my other lesson that I learned is the lesson of overconsumption and how evil overconsumption is I think especially due to stuff we see on social media and social media influencers that work full-time but I don't want to get off track but memories and experiences if you can like go on a trip like I much rather go on a trip go to a sporting event go to a concert than be like oh I really want this handbag I really want that pair of shoes I really want that new water bottle you know what I mean and I used to not be that way like 
I mean, for the most part, yeah, but I, I, Bob really opened my eyes, like really opened my eyes to the fact that memories and experiences are greater than materialistic things. And I have told my family for a couple years now, we've been talking about it. It's just so hard with our schedule with, you know, businesses that are owned, school schedules, sporting events, work schedules. It's hard to do, you know, a family trip somewhere for Christmas. But next year, I really want to try and make it happen. Um, One of my New Year's resolutions, I mean, I'm not really doing any New Year's resolutions. I guess you could say it's a goal. I'm getting my passport. Um, I really want to travel in 2024. And now that I've graduated college and becoming more financially independent and stable, I really want to get my passport and travel. Um, Really want to travel. And, you know, I'm not saying it's bad to like treat yourself and buy a new water bottle or buy a nice pair of running shoes if you work out a lot. But, you know, needs versus wants, I've come to realize with materialistic things and overconsumption. So I definitely don't like, I've really been, I'm trying to work on getting my own place next year. So with that comes, you know, I'm going to have to pay rent. Like, I mean, I pay rent right now with my mother, but I'm going to have to pay my own rent on my, in my name. Like, yes, our apartment, my name is on the lease, but like, I'm going to have my own apartment or my own little house or like maybe have a couple roommates and I'm going to have to pay my own rent. That's a big cost. And I kind of have to realize, okay, you can't get that new pair of something or, you know, you know, something. Maybe you don't need to go out to eat. Maybe you can stay at home and cook or, you know, just stuff like that. I have to just look at it and be like, okay, is this a need or a want? Because I really got to, you know, figure out where my money is going to be at and what is important to me to spend my money on, my hard-earned money on. So that's a really good one. Lots of traveling I am looking for in 2024. My passport, I'm so excited to take the photo and everything. I've wanted to get a passport for the longest time. My mother as well, so we can travel. Um... My mom works for Hyatt Hotels, so that comes in clutch when it comes time to travel. Um, Shout out to Hyatt Hotels. They're the best in my opinion. Um, The best of the best. But yeah, so my mom and I are both going to get our passports. We wanted to wait until the new year so that like with the timing of like when you renew it, you know, after so many years, we just thought we'd wait till the new year after I graduated college. So yeah. And last but not least, again, if you personally know me, some people aren't going to understand this one. Some people might, and I'm just going to keep it short and brief, okay? Because it's, I've just turned it into dark humor. Because it was such a traumatizing experience that happened to me this year, but Lord, did I learn. Lord, did I learn so much. So, this lesson... It's an L, but an L equals a lesson. Last but not least, don't leave personal belongings in your car. Whether it's locked or not, whether it is out of sight or not, or right there in the window, do not leave personal belongings 
in your car. That's all I'm going to say. And that's the last lesson. All right, guys. Um, this might be my longest podcast episode yet. I'm not sure how long my other one was. I think episode two was about a half hour as well. Um, I really enjoyed this. Y'all don't even want to know what time it is right now. Excuse me, my voice. Y'all don't even want to know what time it is right now, but I went to bed really early, like was so tired, went to bed really early. And then I woke up and I was like, I really want to record this now. I prefer to record it at this time of the night. Um, like I said, I'm not going to say what time it is, but it's Sunday. It's December 31st, 2023. Um, but thank you guys so much. If you have watched, if this is your first episode watching, if you've watched a little bits and pieces of an episode, if you've watched all three episodes now from start to finish, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Like this has been a goal of mine for months now and I'm so glad I'm able to, you know, take, like I said, this is a means of therapy, a form of therapy for me. So I am so glad I'm able to sit down, relax, I may not be physically seeing somebody, y'all may not be able to physically see me, but this is such a privilege to be able to do this and record on my computer and upload this for you guys and that I am, I am so thankful, grateful and blessed to have this platform. So I really appreciate it. Literally from the bottom of my heart, I love you guys so much. No matter who is watching this, just giving me five minutes of your time, 10 minutes of your time in your day. It just makes me so excited that like people are listening to me and taking something away from an episode, which is my main goal with this is to understand, you know, through the highs and lows of life to just keep swimming and, you know, to take something away from an episode. It's just so important to me. And I'm so thankful that I have this, like I said, this platform and I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings And I hope everyone has a great, safe, healthy, wealthy New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I will see you guys next Sunday. I will see you guys in the new year. And yeah, I hope you took something away today. Maybe you were able to relate to the lessons I learned, you know, maybe you weren't able to. Maybe it was something like, wow, I learned that years ago and haven't thought of that since. Stuff like that. So Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. Like seriously, thank you so much. And as always, never forget to just keep swimming. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye guys.